Hello, I'm Tash and you're listening to episode 237 of Chat Disney. to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast and this week I'm going to be giving a little update as to my 2024 trip to Disneyland um, next year. We've officially booked the trip so plans are coming together, we've started to think about our itinerary and what we're going to do so I'm going to be talking through that and joining me today will be my husband Benji and concluding the episode I will be doing a live trailer reaction for the newly released trailer to Once Upon a Studio. Now I am really really excited for this but before we get into that let's have a quick look at what has been happening in the world of Disney this week. So kicking off today with some news from Walt Disney World and something that has been featured quite heavily over the world of social media this week and something quite peculiar happened at Walt Disney World this week. The Magic Kingdom actually closed a series of attractions earlier in the week after a bear was seen in a tree. Now, this is a real life grizzly bear, a proper bear. It was believed that he was hunting for food ahead of the winter hibernation season and found himself in or on the outskirts of the Magic Kingdom. I mean, who can blame him? The food in Walt Disney World is amazing. Maybe he had heard all the rumors about all the good things that are on offer there. Um, Staff from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission were deployed to capture the bear, and um, he was captured and released back into the wild, I believe. And people were allowed back in the park once again, but of course this did result in some very, very lengthy queue times. Talking about food, some brand new sweet treats are coming to Walt Disney World very, very soon. Now these are, most of them are going to be available from October the 1st in time for Halloween as they are Halloween inspired treats. And there's a long list, but some of my favourite ones that featured, there is an Ursula tart, which looks so aesthetically pleasing and sounds amazing. It's a vanilla tart filled with spice cake and chocolate ganache. Yum, yum, yum. A not so poison apple, which also looks incredible. This is like a chocolate cauldron dessert filled with apple spice cake, apple filling and caramel buttercream. And another one close to my heart because I love the character is a Mike Wazowski pop. And there are many, many more, including a pumpkin lunchbox tart. Now we know how infamous the pumpkin tarts are at Hollywood Studios from Woody's Lunchbox. So definitely head over there and check them out if you are lucky enough to be in Walt Disney World this fall. And there are some beautiful brand new Beauty and the Beast ears now available at the Magic Kingdom. And I have never wanted a pair of ears in so much in my entire life. These are gorgeous. They're like stained glass. Um, you've got the stained glass rose motif on one ear and then on the other one is the stained glass bell and human beast. And then you have like a rose flower crown going over the top and in the actual ears there are some floating little rose petals. They're really, really beautiful. I really hope they become available on Shop Disney or if they're available in either Paris or Disneyland next year. That would also be great if you're listening Disney. 
We've also got some Disneyland news this week and Disneyland have been celebrating Latin and Hispanic Heritage Month at Downtown Disney and they have included a lot of live music. There's been a really cute craft zone where young people can go and do some crafts with a Latin and Hispanic um, theme to them and they've also got some really gorgeous floral statues of characters from Encanto. So really, really nice to see uh, the, the month being celebrated in Disneyland. And finally, another huge piece of news to come out of, of this week um, is a bit of business news from Disney. And Disney have announced that they have made, they basically have a $60 billion expansion plan. Yes, you heard right, $60 billion. That is a huge, huge sum of money, even for Disney. And they've been meeting with stakeholders to discuss investment plans in parks and cruises over the next 10 years. And this actually doubles the cap capital expenditure of the previous decade. So lots of excitement around this and what this could mean. Some of the more exciting things that execs have teased so far have been about a frozen land coming to Disneyland and also a Wakanda land as well for Disneyland Resort and the and Walt Disney World. So yeah, a very, very exciting decade to come then if we're having $60 billion um, plans, um, expansion plans put into the works in terms of parks and cruises. So can't wait to find out more about where this money is, is going to go and what we're going to get as a result. And that pretty much concludes everything that has been happening in the world of Disney this week. We're now going to move on to the main part of the episode. <laughs> So California 2024 is a trip that I've spoken about before on this podcast. It has been a very, very long time coming. I want to say maybe even like 10 years in the works. Um, basically, my dad retired earlier this year and he always said that when he retired, he would take me and my sister and her family um, to back to Disneyland, California, because as you may know, if you are a listener, California was the park that I went to most with my family growing up. It's like my family's park. When he promised this trip at the time, there were no, no more, no grandchildren on the scene. There are now three of them. So this trip is, is costing him slightly more, um, now than I think when he first promised it all those years ago. But, you know, I think at the time he probably realised that may be the case. So it is officially booked. So we are going to be going next August, August 2024. Annoyingly, we are flying out to California the week after next year's D23 convention, which does take place in Anaheim, which is sod's law with the timing because I would love to go to D23 one year, but it just is not meant to be this year. And I think that in reality, it is, you know, it's one of those things you have to be a member. It's hard to get tickets for. I think if I'm going to do it one day, I want to do that as its own trip and just dedicate my you know go for the whole three days rather than than one day um so yeah that that's still on the the disney bucket list so yeah we're doing two weeks in california so we're going to fly into la and then we are going to spend a couple of days there we are going to do not meant to talk about this on the chat disney podcast because it's not disney but we are going to do universal studios which i'm very very excited to go back to because i love universal studios in california i love that it's a proper working studio love the tram tour and everything there that's all i'll say about universal 
And then we are going to go up to Sequoia National Park, which I've never done any of the national parks in America. So I'm really, really excited about this. Really excited to see the huge, huge redwood trees. And then we're going to drive back down the coast to Anaheim, where we are going to meet back up with my parents. And then we're going to do Disney together. So I think it's safe to say that we're saving the best till last on this trip, or that's certainly how it is in my opinion. We also wanted to save Disneyland sort of as late as possible in August, so it would hopefully be a little bit quieter. The reason that we're having to go in August is because my brother-in-law is a teacher um, and he can't take holiday outside of um, outside of the summer holidays, Christmas holidays. I don't know if that's the same in, in America, but that's how it is for, for British teachers over here. So getting into sort of the nitty gritty of the trip, I do have my husband Benji with me here as well today to talk a little bit about this trip. Benji, are you excited for this Yeah, I'm glad you said I was here because otherwise there's like this weird guy laughing in the background at something you said. <laughs> no, no. You had an intro yeah. for me. <laughs> so we, we last went, you last, you've been to California once and we last went, it was almost 10 years ago to, to the day because we went in early September 2013 um, I, I think we did three days in California. It was at the time they did like a, I think it was called like a California city walk pass or city pass or something. And it basically gained you entry to three days at Disney, a day at Universal and then a day at SeaWorld randomly. And maybe even San Diego Zoo as well. I can't remember. But anyway, um, it granted you all those things. And it was the cheapest way to, to do it because we were doing Universal as well. So that's what we did. So we did three days across the, the two parks. We stayed off site because generally that is the more popular option. There are resort hotels, but a lot of people do tend to stay off site when it comes to Disneyland. And I'll talk about our accommodation a little bit in a moment. Do you remember an awful lot of that trip? I remember World of Colour. Yeah. Really fondly. That was really pretty. And it was really hot. Yes. And humid. It was, it was very a hot. really hot, humid night. Yeah. And I remember thinking that is a really pretty show. Really like delicate, well thought out. The way they like project the images onto the water and the way it floats. I mean, I know they do it on the castle shows to some degree, don't they? Um, but yeah, the the kind of scale of it uh, um, in in California Adventure, I was really impressed by. Um, I don't really remember like the castle show or anything in the other park, the 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 Magic Kingdom park, um, the other one, the one that's not California Adventure, you know, the Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. I don't remember the show in that one, and I'm trying to think how much I. I don't, the short answer is I don't know how much I remember of it. I just, yeah, I, mean, uh, I remember more funny. of California Adventure than I do of yeah, the Disneyland. I, it's funny because I don't really remember an awful Weird. lot of that trip in terms of exactly what we did and and what we ate and stuff. I mean, I think it's it's fair to say that my, my interest in the world of Disney food is something that has definitely mm. developed since that trip. I think at that trip, you know, I had... I had just finished uni yeah. and you, no, you had just finished had uni just finished, and I had yeah. just done Camp America. So, and I had been traveling around America for a couple of weeks before that. So we didn't have an awful lot of money between us. So I think our budget wasn't, um, we didn't have much budget, I think, We've for Disney. Things, so I think, I think we yeah. did it very, very cheap and cheerful. Yeah. Um, whereas... Hopefully the budget this time is going to stretch a little bit more. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I think we did it very much on, on the cheap. I think we did a lot of quick dines. Um, it was in the day of the glorious fast pass. So I remember we definitely utilized that. World of Colour, I remember, yeah, you, you really wanted to see World of Colour. And I remember we went and then in those days they did it twice they did it at like yeah. eight o'clock and then like 10 o'clock or something so we actually we stayed went for it twice, and then we it? stayed for it and we just sat there and waited yeah. so we got a really good spot for it the second time which was amazing i actually remember thinking it was really romantic it was very romantic i think world of color is really romantic and i'm really excited to see it again they have updated it yeah. as well which will be really really exciting to see but yeah i'm i'm a big big fan of, of world of color um Okay, so yeah, so we're doing, we are doing five days, we're doing a five day ticket at the park. You, however, you and um, my brother-in-law are opting to do three days, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, baby. And why is that? So I can go to Soho House <laughs> on one of the days. <laughs> Potential statement, it was said on the podcast. And but the, it's more... And the other day, I'm going to go and do something in nature. Okay. What I meant more is that <laughs> oh, okay. you, I didn't mean it specifically what you're doing, what I meant uh, more is you find five days quite intense at Disney you, Park, I do, do you? And I think I you do. will, I think you will enjoy the three days more yeah. if you kind of spread it out and you've exactly. got a bit of breaks. So you if, don't have to do the three days consecutive, they can I think be. that's it, and I'll give a lot more to it because I'll know that I'm having, like, the next day is going to be a chill day. Yeah. Whereas I think knowing I'm doing five Definitely. days back to back would be a lot. And it also, like, at first I was not very happy about this plan, but obviously we are going with three children. So we've mm. got Theo, who, who is our child, and he will be two and a half next year, coming up to two and a half. So he's going to be proper in the toddler years. Yeah. And then we've got my two nieces, who will be eight and three and a yeah. half at the time. So we've got a bit of a mix of ages. And I do think that you know, thinking about it, one of the, maybe one of the positives about you not coming in the park every day is, depending on how Theo is, because it might be quite a lot for him, it's going to be really hot in August as well, if, if we think that, you know, if he's had a late night the night before mm. and needs to sleep in, he can stay at the hotel with you and I can take my eldest niece into the park early as soon as it opens. So it's quite good in, in that respect that, we're not all going to be joined at the hip all together. Like there will be, you know, like you and, and my brother-in-law will be at the hotel a little bit more so that if we think like the little ones need to have a bit of a break or like a nap or whatever, they can go back with, with you or someone can drop them back to you and I can stay in the park. <laughs> not that it's all about me, but, but that's just my, my, my way of thinking. Um, so our first day is, I'm looking at our first day as kind of a bonus day. So we've got a five day ticket, but we're actually only because of our itinerary and trying to cram other stuff in, we're actually only doing four full days at the park. And our first day, which I'm seeing as like a bonus, is going to be our arrival day. So we're going to be coming from the coast. So I don't know what time we're due to arrive, but we've decided that we are going to go into the park that day and we're going to go in probably, I mean, it'll be like late afternoon, early evening. And I think actually it's a really good idea considering there'll be six adults, three children and a lot of, I mean, yeah, the, my nieces have never been to Disney before. My brother-in-law hasn't, my sister hasn't been to Disney for, since our last family trip to California, which was probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, probably more than that even. So I think that it might be quite overwhelming and 
I think that it's fair to say I I like a bit of a plan when it comes mm. to Disney and I don't like faffing around. Mm. I like to go into the park and I like to know exactly where we're going. And that doesn't always work when you have children, but it also group, doesn't work family. when you have a big group. There's going to be nine of us all together. Yeah. So I actually think the benefit of having this kind of half day is that we go in and we go in with the intention of not really going on anything. Mm. We're going in on that first afternoon to kind of soak up the atmosphere, you know, have some food, have a drink, check out some of the shops, hopefully depending on time, catch a show, catch the parade. And then if we get on a couple of attractions, perfect, great, great start to the trip. But it's not going to be our sort of main goal on that first day. I mean, I think in August, the park is open till midnight on most of those days. It also means that then the little ones can also go back to the hotel, um, you know, in the evening, get a good night's sleep before we go in early the next day. And then if, you know, someone like me, for example, wants to stay in the park for that first evening and just mooch around and take it all in, then I can kind of get that out of my system a little bit and do that on my own at my own time. So I actually think in hindsight, it's a really good idea. I always talk about on the podcast how one of my favourite things when it comes to Disney is just taking in the atmosphere and going and people watching. So I'm kind of, I really, I'm quite excited about this first day and like my family as well, like they, they love a photo, they love a, 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 like a family photo and I did already say to them, you know, like look, when we get into that park on the first day, there will be time for photos by the castle but you just have to get to whatever your first ride is going to be otherwise you're going to lose so much time so I think this way we can go and we can have those photos by the castle on that first afternoon and it's not going to hinder on on the rest of the trip hmm it's interesting that we were joking around with you and saying you were like sergeant major um I don't think it is I don't think that's quite fair I don't think it is sergeant major I think it's just like your passion and also you want everyone to have a really good time. Exactly. And you, and you see it as being like that people are, made, I mean, they're less experienced than you in the parks, right? So they haven't explored them in the same way. So I think a lot of it is like you were saying about our brother-in-law, you know, he's a bit of a Disney Scrooge, a bit down in the dumps about it. Um, and you were saying, oh, you could find a list of things that he might find interesting. I think a lot of you just wants them to enjoy it. It is. Like, yeah. I'm, and so I'm Sergeant honestly, Major kind of is not, not the wrong Yeah, like, I think word, if it was it? just you and I, then maybe. But I think that... I think that, Oh, you've whipped me around. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I do. I just want everyone to have a good time. This is a once-in-a-lifetime trip. It's not mm. going to happen again. It's been years in the making. Mm. And I'm so excited to go with my sister again because I have so many happy memories there apart from one time we went and she was a really moody teenager and barely came into the park. Um, what a delightful use of my parents' money that year was. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just so excited for this and to go with my family. And it's, it is like, it's a dream come true for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do just want everyone to have a good time. And I know that when you're going with, I've never, I think the thing to say as well is, I've never been to Disney with more than more than four people, I want mm. to say. I think mm. I've been with friends and I think there were four of us. Yeah, I've never been with a group bigger than four. So I do think in that respect as well, yeah. that is going to be a bit of a game changer. And obviously we're different all ages. different ages. We're going to want to go different on different interests. things, different interests, different budgets as well is something. So there's going to be lots of, lots of, 
areas where we are going to have to compromise and negotiate and stuff and people can go off and do their own thing we're not going to be joined together all the time and like you know my mum has said that she's happy to take the little ones off and stuff for a run around and we are going to have one evening where my parents have kindly offered to babysit all the kids so me you my sister and my brother-in-law can go into the park and do you know soaring and the Incredicoaster and Guardians of the Galaxy which used to be the old Tower of Terror like all of those those things like the big rides we can do that which I think will be really really fun um so yeah it's going to be a bit of a, a different trip I feel um, as to normal but I think that one thing that we learned from Disneyland Paris or one thing that I kind of went in knowing is that yes you do have to go with the flow but also like it is good to have a plan and I think as well like I've already started putting together a spreadsheet because I love a spreadsheet of all the rides that everyone can go on so like because my niece my eldest niece will be able to go on things and then the little ones will not be able to go on everything Mm. and then there will be rides that they are able to go on like pirates but they may not necessarily want to so I've got a whole key system going on and I'm going to make sure everyone has a copy of this spreadsheet yeah but before we go very very organized so in terms of accommodation, we are staying off-site, and we're staying at the Anaheim Discovery Inn and Suites, which we've not stayed at before. We used to always stay at the Carousel Inn and Suites, which was literally just opposite Disney, and it's not, it, it isn't a hotel anymore. There were rumours that Disney bought it up for storage years ago, and I don't know if that was actually the case or not, but really, really gutted, because it was a lovely hotel. You, the room you sat and had your breakfast in, you could literally see the park from there. Yeah. It was amazing. Whereas the Discovery Inn and Suites is, I think it's about, it's like a 10 minute, 10 minute walk away from the ground. So like a 15 minute walk until you're like in Disney Mm. and Disneyland, which is good because obviously we will have little ones and things. How many nights does she book it for? Does she book it for more nights? We are staying for six nights. Six nights. Yeah, so we've got six nights there. Night before. No, yes, yeah. yeah. So we've got six nights there, or five nights. Oh no, the first day's a half day, so it must be the night after the last night. Yeah, I think yeah. we're five nights, yeah. and then yeah, and then the last day because we don't leave until the evening, so we're going to go into downtown Disney uh, on okay. that day. Yeah, so we've got five nights. So that's the hotel that we're staying at. Um, it's got you know decent reviews. It, I, I mean, it looks like your kind of basic standard American hotel. It's nothing spectacular, but it's nothing offensive. Mm. Um, we're not going to be in there an awful lot. It has got a pool, which I know my eldest niece is really excited about. So I'm pretty sure that they will probably take some breaks from the park at points to go and have a swim and cool down and things like that. Um, but yeah, if you have, if you are a listener and you have stayed there before and you do know anything about this hotel, please do get in touch and let me know because it would be really good to hear other, you know, guests' feedback. And then in terms of attractions, so quite a lot has changed since we last yeah. went. And I think two of the biggest attractions, which I'm excited for, is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which will be one that we have to queue for. But obviously it's like the first proper attraction where we have mickey and minnie as the star um and this is in this is in mickey's toontown and i don't know an awful lot about it because i don't like knowing about rides if i think there's an opportunity that i'm going to ride them one day it's also in hollywood studios in orlando but it opened just after our trip so we missed it so yeah it's a train ride and i believe it uses screen technology um, mm-hmm. So yeah, very excited about this. Well, I've, I've why why don't you things. look them up then? Because you, 
I don't like to ruin it. You for like myself. to have that first yeah. experience where you. I like to have a first experience. I don't like to know what I'm getting in for. I like. I, like, I remember the example I always use is when I went on Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai for the first You'd time. You watched the video. I knew it though. used. No, I hadn't. I uh, I knew it used screen technology, but. I didn't look anything else up and I was absolutely blown away by yeah. how good that ride is. And I feel like if I had already watched like a YouTube POV video, which let's face it would probably be terrible quality and I knew what to expect, it probably wouldn't have quite the same effect. So I'm very excited about that. And then the other one, which I don't know if it's going to be open or not, is of course Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which is what they're remaking Splash Mountain into. So again, that I'm really excited about that. We know that the story of that is takes place after the events of The Princess and the Frog. So I, I don't know if they've confirmed we're getting new songs from that, but I imagine that, that we will, which is a bit of a shame because The Princess and the Frog soundtrack is so good that I would love to see... Um, those songs used in that ride but hey I'm up for, for new music and stuff if 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 that's what we're getting um, and then things like the Coaster, which we went on before it used to be California Screaming but they've basically updated the ride so California Adventure I don't know if you remember Benj but it used to be Paradise Pier um, and with more of sort of a California theme, whereas they yeah, changed. Yeah, the big wheel. Yeah, so they've they still got. They've that. still no, they've still got it, but they've changed a lot. So it's now Pixar Pier. So California oh. Screaming is now the Incredi Coaster. So there's a lot more IP in that park now. So as you're going up, like you see the incredible characters and things like that. I think the incredible soundtrack is yeah. is on. Um, the big wheel is now the Pixar Pal around. Whereas it used to just oh, be... I it had Mickey's remember. face in the middle. It still does have that. Yeah, yeah, it still does have that, but they've renamed it. There's a couple of other Pixar rides um, or things that they've changed into with a, done like a reface with Pixar. Another new area that they've got is San Francisco Square. San Francisco oh, from Big cool. Hero 6. Yeah. Which there are not any attractions or rides in, but I think it's like a nice walkthrough. I think oh. there's some eatery places and stuff there. So that will be pretty cool to check out. So I'm very excited about the updates to California Adventure. Um, Mickey's Toontown has also had a bit of a facelift. Mickey's Toontown is somewhere that we probably didn't spend much time. We definitely went there because we met Mickey and Minnie and I think we bumped into Goofy there oh. as well. Um, but that's somewhere I imagine we'll probably be spending quite a lot of time because they have um, like several little play areas. So they have Donald Donald's Duck Pond, which is like a little splash park area. And obviously in the August oh. sun, the little ones are going to want to go and cool off. So I imagine we'll be spending some time around there. Goofy's How to Play Yard and the Centennial Park as well. Cartoonial Park, Centennial Park. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah. These three areas are like just little like interactive sensory areas yeah. where kids, young kids can go and wander around and stuff. So I think that probably the younger two will probably want to spend quite a lot of time there. They're not going to be wanting to queue for tons and tons of rides, let's be honest. But, you know, as I said, my lovely mum has offered to take them off. So I imagine she will probably be frequenting this area quite a lot. And then, of course, I think we'll be spending probably a lot of time in Fantasyland as well, because there's a lot to do in Fantasyland there. And, and obviously it's very age appropriate for all the children there as well. I'm hoping that my eldest niece, Sophie, she can be a little bit, um, what's the word? She's a bit cautious, I think, with rides sometimes. But I'm hoping we're going to be able to get her on to things like Big Thunder Mountain, 
Tiana's Bayou Adventure if it is open. Um, I think Space Mountain Space would be Mountain. beyond her. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think definitely Big Thunder Mountain. I'm, I'm hopefully hopeful that we're going to get her on that. And then in terms of food, food is something that I haven't looked into an awful lot yet. And it is, I mean, we've spoken on the podcast before about food when it comes to the American parks and it is a different beast in compared comparison to, you know, the likes of Disneyland Paris. The food in America is generally very, very good. So it's something that I am going to do a lot of research into in terms of snacks and places that I want to eat. But and some also, places... what about vegan? Yes. Yeah. So I'm veggie and my brother-in-law food. is vegan, but I've got a feeling that California is quite good for for veganism. I think it's a big movement over there. So I think that I think that there will probably be quite a lot of plant-based options on offer there. Um one of the places I know I definitely want to go to is Tiana's Palace. Um, which is in New Orleans Square. So really, really want to eat there. That only opened earlier this year, um, actually really recently. Um, and they do things, you know, typical food that you would found, find in, um, you know, New Orleans in America. So things like beignets, which, do you know what a beignet is? No. no? I didn't mean to sound that in a patronising way, patronizing way, but they're very infamous with Disneyland. So they're basically like, you know, like pear donuts. Yeah. They're very similar uh. to, to that, basically. But they're called beignets and they are, yeah, they're very, like, associated with Disneyland. So you can get them from Tiana's Palace. And then gumbo as well, which we know she makes in The Princess and the Frog. And they do do a plant-based gumbo there. And it's quite price-friendly as well. For a gumbo, it's $14.49, which is, I think, very What's good a for a budget. I don't really know what a gumbo is. I'm actually going to have to look it up. I have looked it up before. So traditionally, I know that gumbo is made with a variety of fish and meat. It's quite fish and meat heavy. Um, I think it's like a stew. Yeah, it is. Uh, It's it's basically a soup. So it's a hearty stew popular in the US state of Louisiana and is the official state cuisine. So there you go. So it consists primarily of a strongly flavoured stock, meat or shellfish, a thickener and creole, celery, bell peppers and onions. So they do do a plant-based gumbo there. I've never had gumbo before, so I definitely want to go to Tiana's Palace to try that. And then they also have Blue Bayou, which is very similar to Captain Jack's in Paris. It's, you know, the restaurant where you mm. would sit and you can see the Pirates of the oh, Caribbean yeah. boats going by. by. And they do... Um, I would like to go there. Um, they do Cajun food, like Louisiana-inspired food. So again, kind of similar kind of thing. They do gumbo. They do a lot of fish dishes, that sort of thing. So that is one that I'm interested in as well. But obviously going to have to look up prices and costs yeah. and budgets and things like that but you know there's no reason that you and I can't go off for our own dinner on on a day or, or whatever um if other people don't want to, to join us then that's that's fine so yeah there are two options that I definitely want to to do um one thing I'm really gutted about is they used to I don't believe it's there anymore if you're listening and I'm wrong, please do let me know. But they used to have an amazing donut car in front of the castle. Oh. And basically every day would be yeah. different kind of donuts. Yeah. And they would obviously look incredible. And they would be different flavours. Mm. I remember when Mercedes went in 2019, she had like a strawberry um, lemonade and white chocolate, I think, Minnie Mouse donut, which looked incredible. But it's not been there for a while. I think since they opened Galaxy's Edge. Um, so 
I'm hoping that Ivan makes a comeback or if I am mistaken and it is there, then please do do make my day and let me know. Um, but yeah, that's all I've looked up in terms of dining so far. Now, you know, Benj, that I really want to do a character dine mm. while we're there. And this is something that I would like to treat everyone mm. to if it's possible. So there are a couple of options with this. So you have the mini and friends breakfast at the Plaza Inn. Or there is also the Storytellers Cafe at the Grand Californian Hotel, which has the Mickey's Tales of Adventure breakfast or brunch. So obviously they are not cheap, these these dining experiences. How much, is all, how much are they like a thing? Um, I, just under fifty dollars for yeah. an adult, and then a bit cheaper for a child. Do you get to like sit with them and cuddle the characters? So yeah, what so basically the, the plus is is instead of having to queue for hours to meet your favourite characters, yeah. is you obviously get your food included, but then you get you know Mickey and Minnie and Chip and Dale and Goofy and whoever else is is at these brunches breakfasts will come round to your table and, and meet, you. meet you basically. And I always think with these things, you get out of it what you put into it. So if you're just like, hi, hi, yeah. have a photo, then yeah, they're going to go off. But if you really interact with them and they love that, they I think they find it quite refreshing because I think there are yeah. a lot of people that do kind of are a bit shyer or don't really know how to interact around them. Whereas if you do put a lot more into it, you get so much out of them. When we did the... Um, imagination no the imagineering what is it the innovations inventions inventions brunch <laughs> in disneyland paris i got there in the end um because we were four girls all together and we got really into it and we were really giggly and stuff at one point mercedes and steph were up tap dancing with mickey like <laughs> stuff like that you get a lot out of it i think you do get a lot for your money in terms of food yeah. it looks like having a quick look at the menu the Storytellers Cafe breakfast does offer more. Yeah. So that would be the one I would lean more towards. Um, and it would be quite nice to go to the Grand Californian Hotel as well and have a peep around there. So that's an option. But I haven't actually spoken to anyone who has done these breakfasts or brunches. Although uh, saying that, my friend Laura, who is in, or our friend Laura, who is in Disney at the moment, she has just done the Storytellers brunch. So I'm very excited to pick her brain about it when she gets back from that trip but um, again but your idea is what your idea is you treat everybody to that well i would like to because obviously the trip is kind of being gifted to us so yeah. it's a it's a thought it's a thought for discussion yeah um or something for us to discuss a bit nearer the time and you might see. get more out of it if it was just me and you and theo actually but we couldn't do that and then not take the other two girls. No. Do you think? No. Yeah, but they wouldn't have to know. You just no. said we were going to have brunch. No. And then you meet some no, 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 no. I think because no. you, 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 you know how to, it's a big deal for like Disney fans. But if you're not a Disney fan, you just think, oh, they've just gone for brunch. I mean, it might be the sort of thing You know what that I mean? Or they're not might, actually as fussed might, by it. It might be the sort of thing. I mean, hey, let's be honest. My brother-in-law is he not going to want to do that. No. So maybe it is the sort of thing that we ask people. I don't even know if my sister... No, my sister would want to do it because of the kids. She'd want to see them do it, and my parents definitely would. So, And then we can't just not take him. We'll give, yeah. give him money to go get breakfast somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. You can go it, to it's Denny's. The, yeah. It's the... <laughs> <laughs> have, have 15 bucks, go get a Denny's. <laughs> yeah, it's things like that that are going to have to take some, like, fine... Tuning. But no, we could never do that. I could never take Theo and not take the girls. Like that would be ridiculous. I like, think that, I did, I and it would be so much fun. And also because Theo at that age, 
we don't know what he's going to be like when it comes to characters. Like, he was fine with Mickey when we went to Disneyland Paris when he, yeah. just before he turned one, but we don't know what he's going to be like by then. He might be more aware and he might even be scared of them. I don't know. So I think someone like my eldest niece will probably love it and get a lot more out of it. And then my youngest niece, who'll be three and a half, she'll probably really enjoy it as well. But I think we will have to have some discussions about that one and weigh it all up and see a little bit closer <sighs> to the time. And then the only other thing that is sort of set in stone at the moment as well is that I'm going to do the Waltz Main Street Story Tour, which used to be the Walking Waltz Footsteps Tour. Um, they've they've changed it a lot. I think they changed it at the beginning of this year. So it's now shorter. I think it used to be about three hours. It's now only 90 minutes. Um, you still get to go to his apartment above the old fire station, which is part of the reason that I'm doing it because I want to do that you now also get refreshments on the patio though which is something new um and that is you know that's not a cheap experience as well but this is something on my Disney bucket list so I'm gonna do it but that'll be something that I do one morning on my own and then come and meet up with with everyone else again after that so yeah, that's, that's pretty much our plans at the moment. Obviously, as it gets closer to it and we kind of finalise our food plans and mm. specific snacks we want to try and things like that, we're also going to have to, at some point, we are going to sit down and have a family meeting just to kind of find out exactly what is a must for everyone in terms of rides and attractions and things like that. So, like, I know everyone will want to go on the Small World, for mm. example. Um, but then maybe not everyone want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean. So it's stuff like that. And then I can, in my head, start making a bit more of like a day-to-day -day itinerary in terms of what we do on what day. And, you know, the days that you and my brother-in-law aren't there, what we're going to do on, on those days that you boys won't be so fussed about. So, yeah, this is kind of early planning stages at the moment, but very, very exciting. Planning a Disney trip is like my absolute hobby. Love it. So, yeah, I'm already thinking about outfits and the ears I'm going to take and what I'm going to buy there. Maybe we can all do it. What's it called? Like, um, bounding. Is it bounding? Yes, Disney well, bounding. Maybe we can all do a big epic bound. A for group like nine, bounding. A group bound. Nine of us and it's all like a theme. That would be amazing. Yeah. I... Like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or something. <laughs> Shotgun Snow White. <laughs> um, no, I would love that. Because I think with Disney bounding, like, the great thing is it can be a subtle... Yeah, as you that's like. actually quite a cool idea. So, we could be Snow White, we could all be your seven dwarves, and then if there's one more space, someone could be the witch. <laughs> I love this idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. This is a great idea. Or, you know, anything we can, yeah, we can anything. come up with. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad that you're getting on the bounding train, because I'm definitely... I mean, I'm already thinking that I was going to do... Well, what am I wearing today? You're wearing a Doug the Dog t-shirt from Up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was already thinking about doing my aerial bound again slightly differently, more appropriate for the summer, and mm. doing Theo as Flounder, and then I was thinking I could get uh, <laughs> Sophie and Freya, my nieces, to be Scuttle and Sebastian. Oh, bound. that'd be clever. So, yeah, so why don't you yeah. try and extend that? I'll be, I'll be the, the, the dad. Triton. I'll be Triton. You can be Triton. Yeah. Um, my mum can do Ursula. My dad, um, Danny, brother-in-law, can do... Eric. My Maybe sister. your dad should be Triton. Because it's a bit weird if I'm <laughs> You can dad. do Eric. E am I Eric? You do, do, you do Eric. Um, yeah, I'd be Eric. Yeah. 
I'm sure we can. Let's, yeah, we'll have to work out. Figure get, it all get out. Crazy, <laughs> it? What about those two sneaky, creepy things? Flopsam and Jetson. Yeah, that could be Flopsam, my Danny sister. Danny could be Flopsam and Jetson. Yeah, Steph and Danny could be Flopsam and Jetson. Flopsam and Jetson. Flopsam and Jetson. Flopsam and Jetson. So yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. I'm sure probably next year, closer to the time, I will be having a similar conversation with Mercedes and talking you through all our sort of kind of much more concrete plans. This is just kind of rough ideas at the moment. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you for joining me again today, Benji. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks and for me. before the episode finishes, I am now going to head into the main, the final part, not the main part we've just done that. I'm going to go into the final part of the episode, my live trailer reaction to Once Upon a Studio. Well, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. So we first learned about Once Upon a Studio a few months ago when Disney announced that they were working on a project, uh, a short, um, which was going to feature a myriad of Disney characters um, in honour of 100 years of Disney. And at the time they made the announcement, they also announced that this was going to feature Robin Williams reprising the role of the genie. Um, for using special technology to kind of take words that they had from the cutting room floor and from the original Aladdin and the sequels to put together, I guess, kind of new um, new sentences and new speech for him. So this is something that has been really, really exciting um, and there's been a lot of speculation about it in the Disney community. Um, we haven't known an awful lot else about it, um, but we know that it basically is going to feature um, an all-star ensemble of characters um, basically, I think it's just Disney animation characters. You're not, we're not going to see any Star Wars or Marvel characters or anything like that. Um, they've actually now said it features 543 Disney characters from more than 85 feature length and short films. So really, really exciting. We're expecting to see heroes, villains, sidekicks, everyone who's anyone is expected to be in this short. So I'm very excited. I'm gonna go in to watch the trailer now. Is that it? They all gone? Oh boy! Come on, Minnie. This is it. Let's get the gang. Picture time. I love this already. Come on, everybody. Here we go. years of stories. Make it pink. Wow. Make it blue. 100 years of magic. Oh, how bad. Do you think all the villains will show up? Not all. Celebrate 100 years of Disney with Disney's new original short film, Once Upon a Studio, world broadcast premiere October 15th, only on ABC. So be careful. Okay, this already looks incredible. I'm so, so excited about this. It made me feel a little bit emotional, and that's just from the trailer. I don't know how I'm gonna be when um, when the actual short <laughs> is previewed or is, is released. Um, but yeah, I have 
I, I mean, I only have good expectations of, of this and I, I don't think we will be disappointed. We see a few characters in, in this. I love the merging together of different characters. So there's a, a bit there where we see Moana and then Flounder. I love that they're kind of taking Flounder out of his Little Mermaid world and putting him with another water character. Love that. I think it's really clever. It really gives me vibes of, um, you know, the old episodes of House of Mouse, which was like a, a 90s, early noughties um I guess kids program that was or not just for kids because I loved it um program that that we had where you had it was basically set in like a house of jazz and blues and you had a whole host of characters there so it would be like villains and heroes and heroines and princesses mixed together and I always I, I do find that a little bit I guess it kind of takes you out of the original movies and the stories, especially when we have people like Ursula we saw in that trailer there, you know, she dies at the end of The Little Mermaid. So I guess it kind of puts speculation to, you know, those stories aren't real in this universe. I, I don't know, I'm not explaining this, this very well. I'm just kind of speaking my thoughts out loud here. But um, yeah, I love that we have villains and princesses and heroes and heroines coming together. I think it's really, really clever. I'm really, really excited about this. Obviously, it looks like we have Mickey and Minnie at the forefront of it all, as they should be. So, and it looks like as well that they're all getting together to pose for a big portrait. So, I am really, really looking forward to this. It is going to premiere on ABC um, on October the 15th, and then we will get it on Disney Plus on October the 16th. And I really hope that means on the UK Disney Plus as well because I don't know how much more longer I can wait for this. Um, so yeah, really, really excited for this. I'm sure we will be doing a full review once it is released. And that pretty much sums up everything that I'm gonna be talking about today. As always, if you do want to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at chatdisney or on Twitter, X, whatever you wanna call it now, at chatdisneyuk. Bye for now. Thank you. Oh. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.